that you have? <laughs> Biggie Velvet. Mo Dackel. This guy's amazing. Happy New Year and welcome to a new episode of Brody and the Beard on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mo DeKeel, and with me is Kelly Eco, beat writer for the Athletic, our man on the ground. He's kind of got all the dirt. He knows what's going on. He's he's feeling the team, folks. He's there. He's in practice. He's He knows what's going on. Got relation, great relationships with the guys. Uh, dresses phenomenally, apparently. Uh not apparently he does. He does a good job. He looks he looks good. I've seen him at games. And of course, we got Sasha Shaw on on the ones and twos producing the podcast, making sure we sound great. Kelly, how you doing, man? Happy New Year, guys. How how was y'all New Year? Mine was pretty tame. Went out a little bit, but didn't go really hard or anything like that. I I, I tend to be a little bit low key, so mine was chill. But Sasha, how was yours? Um, it was also relaxed. I was with my sister. We did some karaoke and it was just cold. I'm in New York right now. It's very cold. I was missing California. Uh, I just want to get back. It looks like I looked at the weather and it's like basically going to be 70 and sunny for like the next, you know, basically forever. So I just love to get back to that. Um, 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 that's my new my New Year's resolution right now is to just get back to California. There, there you go, Kelly. What'd you get into, man? Um, I was actually at the game for that's r- right. a good part of the night, and then I went to church. So good, you heathens! You heathens didn't go to church. I did, and I and I prayed for you. I I, I appreciate <laughs> that, prayers, but I also Kelly. don't go to a church. I also don't go to a church. I go to a mosque. Um, so I still pray. <laughs> still, I appreciate the prayers, though, Kelly. I I appreciate you, man. At least somebody's taking care of us. Uh, I'm a true heathen. I don't go to anything, so I appreciate those prayers. Oh, Kelly. we know, Sasha. <laughs> we know. Nah, it's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. But we do got to start the podcast on a little bit of sad news. New Year's Day, the news broke that. Former Commissioner David Stern had passed away. Uh, if you guys don't remember, a few weeks back he had a brain hemorrhage and and had been in the hospital since then, and you know just was never able to fully recover. But uh, he passed away, and you know I it's it's kind of sad in the sense of I don't know where the league would be or if we really have the NBA that we have now if it isn't for. David Stern. I mean, he's got the reputation of being the hard ass and and all of that, but he did a lot of great things for the league. Yeah, and I, obviously, you know, Rockets fans will always point to the, I guess, botched Chris Paul trade of, of back then. But David Stern was one of the pioneers in the international growth of the league. He actually was the the guy who introduced Hakeem, you know, on the draft stage whenever he got drafted. And he was also the one when when Yao Ming came to the Rockets, you know, he's the one that ushered him into the league to a new era of 
international relationships and international growth. And I think without Stern, a lot of the things that we see today wouldn't have been possible because he was the one who was kind of that pioneer, kind of ushered in a new era. And the league will surely miss his his influence, his voice, his presence. And I want to say, you know, send thoughts and prayers to his family, his loved ones, his friends, and just the league as a whole, because we're going to miss a great guy and we're going to miss a great spirit and and a true a true soldier in every sense of the word. Right. And, and to, to touch on it for, for fans, because a lot of people don't know. I mean, listen, he was the commissioner for 30 years. Like he came in in 1984 as the NBA commissioner. Um, and through that time, just think about it this way. That was when they were like playing playoff games on tape delay. The NBA wasn't even getting live games, you know, on national TV during the playoffs. It was tape delayed. So, you know, he's kind of ushered in a bunch of things, not just making it a, a global brand and and taking the league worldwide, but he's kind of helped build what it is now in the sense of getting TV rights, getting the NBA on TV more often. He's he's kind of the pioneer of it. And, you know, it's 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 sad to think that he's gone, but we got to be grateful for the time he, he was here because whatever you want to say, you know, Rockets fans could be upset about the the veto trade. The the Laker fans obviously are still upset. I think Sasha's still pretty angry about it. Um, but he he's done way more good than he's done bad in 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 his time as commissioner. And I think that's a that's something just to kind of commend him on. It's uh he's done a phenomenal job, and I think that's kind of I don't have any personal stories from when I was in the NBA because you know. And, and and for no other reason, and there's absolutely no reason for David Stern to hang out in the video room uh, when I was working in the league. So uh, I don't have any stories like that, but there's a lot of great stuff out there. Sam Amick has some good stuff on The Athletic. You know, there's there's a lot. There's going to be a lot of stuff over the next week or so that we're going to get some really good Stern stories. So um, make sure you tune into that. But it's the Rockets podcast, Kelly. Let's just jump right into it, man. What you're our guy on the ground. I just got to ask, what's kind of the overall health issue, kind of the health of the team of the Rockets? Like, you know, we know James Harden's got a sprained toe. I want an update on that. I want I want to hear about Capella's heel. Like, give me give me what's going on with sort of the the health. We're in the new year. Everybody's trying to start getting a little healthier. What's what's the deal with the team right now? It's kind of funny you say that, because just as. You know, they get Eric Gordon back, who's been out for over six weeks with, you know, the knee issue. Now, Harden has a toe-slash-ankle <laughs> issue. Capella has the heel. Um, It's going to be a never-ending seesaw for this team, I think, just because of the way they play and the amount of minutes that Mike, you know, asks of his guys. Obviously, injuries are a random occurrence, and you can't really plan or try to prevent them to say, but it is kind of unfortunate for them that they always have to deal with something. Now, every team does have injuries, so you can't really say the Rockets are worse off than anyone else because we just saw Jonathan Isaac get freaking stretched off in, in, in a stretcher last night after you know, hyperextending his knee. But I think Harden's toe slash ankle, it's going to bother him for a little bit just because of how he got hurt. And 
the way he plays basketball, he's almost putting an inane amount of pressure on himself, on his feet, you know, to take contact and, and get to the lane and draw contact. So I think his is going to, you know, just be a, a little bit of a nag. It might wear off in a, in a week or two, but as of right now, it looks pretty painful to see him walk down the, the hallway. He was limping pretty bad in the game and even after the game. So is there cause... is there any plan to rest him? Like I know they I mean he he didn't miss he didn't miss the New Orleans game. Um but like it almost but, feels like he needs like <clears throat> he, he does. It almost needs like a week off. You know, yeah, I don't know if the team could afford I, that, but he kind of I don't think yeah, I don't I don't think the team can afford that and I don't think Harden is the kind of player that would want to do that. Uh if it's if it's his toe. Now, if it was his knee, that's something different. Or his hamstring, that's something different. But I think well, he still had thirty-seven points. No, uh, it's, it's not a question a of him being point. productive, right? Like he can, <clears throat> so, he, he so can hoop. If he, if he can still produce, he wants to play. But I think Capella's is more interesting because we've seen Clint get these random injuries, you know, during the season. And if you've been paying attention, Mike D'Antoni isn't. He doesn't want to rely on Tyson Chandler as much, which is why. Isaiah Hartstein is getting, you know, some run now. So if Hartstein is going to be, you know, the man right now, you know, do they need to, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to bring Tyson back in the fold completely. But if Clint's heel slash whatever is going to be a problem, then you also need to worry about that too. So it's like you get Gordon back and now you got to deal with two other things. So. Hey, what can I say? Rocket season in a nutshell. Yeah, but I kind of want to go back to it. Like, I get Harden's kind of desire to not want to load manage or things like that. But, you know, it's it's one of those things, and this is going to sound incredibly uh, silly, so I apologize. But, you know, the, the toes connected to the ankles, connected to your leg bone, connected to your knee bone, you know, all that, that silly song and all that stuff. You know, like the way that the body kind of tends to work, it's like he's going to start overcompensating, you know, for for the pain he's feeling in that foot. And it, and it can lead to other problems. That's kind of why I look at it where I'm like, you know, he kind of does need to try to take a few days off just to kind of get off, get off it. Because he's just so important to the team, as we all know, obviously, they're not they're not going anywhere if Harden has a a. a pretty bad injury and misses a lot of time and I think this is how these things lead up to it and I think that's something that that would be a concern of mine you know and and as you said about Capella like Harstein's been great man he's been playing really well you, you know and and in that regard but again it, it's another one of those things I imagine the the uh diet the uh sort of the prescription for the the, the bruised heel is don't stand on your heel um which which doesn't help when your job is to jump and run up and down a court and bang with other seven footers. So I mean, it's kind of it's it's another one of those things where it's probably like rest, but um, you know, he's it's just a tough spot in that sense. But I think they need to try to be a little more judicious. Judicious? Did I say that right? I don't know. Good luck with. It. Hopefully, I got it right. Um, with with trying to find moments where they can rest these guys a little bit. You know, they're. Go ahead. I think it was pretty interesting to hear Mike D'Antoni because he was asked about this question of where can you find moments to rest those guys? And he, the answer he gave was 
basically saying, you know, in the course of a game, which is funny to hear him say that. But he meant to say, you know, if the Rockets can take care of business early on, then Harden and Russ and whoever can sit the last four or five minutes of games, like Giannis has done for for two years now, whenever the Bucks, you know, take care of business. So I think Mike D'Antoni is one, because he is not a rest guy. Mike D'Antoni is not a rest guy. He doesn't believe in load management. He doesn't believe in, you know, if a player is healthy, play. <clears throat> and if Harden is healthy, even if he's not healthy, if Harden says he's healthy, Mike is not going to tell him not to play. So I think your best bet of, I guess, rest would be, like I said, in the course of a game. Yeah, but that doesn't work. Like, like that's just one of those things. It's like, I get it. He, and, and we've known this about. Well, I'm not saying it's, it's right. I'm just saying. That no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm going at D'Antoni, not you. I'm not I'm not killing the messenger. You know, I do that other times, Kelly. I will come at you for other things later. <laughs> uh, but this time, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just kind of saying like, it's just a we've seen this kind of we've seen this team sort of run out of gas, you know, come into the playoffs. And, and it's because they go so hard at this point. And, and there is, you know, listen, I, I respect it. You know, regular season. I know I'm, if they're healthy, they're going to play. I don't have to worry about load management like when I'm going to a Clipper game and all of a sudden, like Kawhi is not going to play or something, but I just think it's it's not necessarily prudent. And I think when you have these little nicks, like you know, you can have Harden sit out two games and 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 let those guys go. And there's and there's a value I think for the other guys because then it allows you to evaluate the rest of your team outside of Harden, right? And like, how can we almost like when Harden does sit during games? You know what can we be doing and and and, and kind of get those guys going, but you know that's probably a topic we can go deeper into another time. I do want to talk about you know you teased it, Eric Gordon's back. You know it's just been two games. He's been out six weeks, so it's not like he's just going to come in and 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 be on fire. But you know he's been pretty good, man. But I want your impressions from what you've seen in the the first two games. Yeah, Eric's been pretty good since he came back. Obviously, the main thing that people are going to look at is is the shooting. How? Because before he he got hurt, his shooting was pretty abysmal. But since he's been back, he's hit a good amount of his threes. And you can kind of see <clears throat> where Gordon makes an impact, just being that third scorer, just being the another guy that can handle the ball and, and can put pressure on the defense. You know, when... When teams do decide to trap Harden, there is another release valve that can get into the, the paint, can drive and kick, and can hit threes from 28, 30 feet. So I think it's been a welcomed addition. Now, just how the minutes go about, that's another question because, you know, Ben McLemore has been playing 30 minutes. Dale House has been playing 30 minutes. Who... You know, who's, who's are coming down? I think we've already seen Austin Rivers kind of get squeezed out a bit of the rotation. Uh, but that, that was more due to uh, Hartenstein's ascension. So, Gordon has been good. Let's see how he does with more minutes and with more games under his belt. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a good boost to see him actually, you know, you know, the first two games he was hitting solid number of shots i think he went three of five against denver i think he was four or seven uh against new orleans even though they lost that game but you know like these are 
this is what you want to see. You want to see him kind of come back to that, hitting those shots. And it kind of goes back, and it might even help them with their small ball lineup as well. You know, if they want to try to go back to that at some point, you know, having Gordon kind of back in the flow. But like we said, it's just two games. It's a bit early. Um, but it w- we would have been kind of silly if we didn't didn't mention him at least a little bit, talking about him coming back. Um, I do want to get into this because this is this is pretty interesting though. How do you think the Rockets stack up against the rest of the West? So let's run down these things. They just beat the Denver Nuggets in what I thought was a great game. I mean, the Nuggets come you know make it a three point game in the fourth, and then the Rockets just freaking explode or or shall we say they lift it off see that was a little rockets pun there kelly i'm I'm, I'm pretty good at this uh you know and they just went on a crazy run and then end up winning this game by 26 uh you know and that that was their first win against denver they're they're one and one against denver they're two and one against the clippers oh and one against dallas they haven't played the lakers yet this season but when you know having I'm sure you've watched the Lakers a little bit, you know, having seen what you have of, of all these teams, how do you think they stack up against these teams going forward? Well, well, obviously this is, you know, like you said, this is going to be the test of this season, how they do stack up against the, the, the big guns of the West. I will say Denver, I think they could beat them in a series. I'm pretty confident that would, that would be a Rockets win. The Clippers, that might be a bit tougher, but I still think the Rockets can beat them in a series. I think their biggest wild card would be against Dallas. Um, just because over the past two seasons, they haven't figured out Luka Doncic. Um, Dallas is a, a very tricky fixture for them because Luka isn't hardened, but he's like, you know, if you were going to make somebody into a mold that's pretty freaking similar, it would be Luka Doncic. And it's it's pretty much a taste of their own medicine. They haven't figured out a step back. They haven't figured out, you know, his ability to get guys open, create his own shot, and, and impact the game on in all facets. I think them. I think Dallas would be a really tough, probably a seven game series for them, and obviously the Lakers because they haven't seen them. I think the Lakers' size is what the Clippers don't have. And the Lakers can punish the Lakers can punish Houston inside with Anthony Davis, Dwight, you know, JaVel McGee to an extent. But I think their worst matchup is Dallas. I don't know why. I just think that when you come down to a series between those two teams, Dallas has shown over the past five or six games that they're not afraid of the Rockets. And they match up pretty well. The playoffs is not about who's a better team, it's who's a better matchup. Dallas and the Lakers are bad matchups for Houston, whereas Denver and Denver, Utah, um, and the Clippers are. So I think Houston needs to make sure they avoid Dallas in the first round. Like a four or five matchup for Dallas in round one wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be a, a sweep. It'd be a to me, I think it's a coin toss. So, seeding matters in the Western Conference. You have to avoid those teams as much as possible until maybe the conference finals if you make it that far. So the way the way I kind of look at it with with Dallas and the and the challenges that Dallas provides, 
you know, the the thing about the, the Doncic, it's it's really how Carlisle uses him, and it's kind of the stuff I wish D'Antoni would do with Harden a bit more. Um, not a whole lot, but just a little bit more. Is you know, he does a good job of getting him off the ball, and only for him to get it back later in the possession and with the defense scrambling. And I think that's kind of the challenge that you know the the Rockets haven't been able to figure out too much with Luca. Now, granted, they've only played one game this season against them, so you know it's 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 still early. But you know, the other thing too that I I'm not too concerned about Dallas in the playoffs in the step of like. Most of those guys don't have playoff experience, and I'm a big believer in that matters. You know, I know there's some people who don't who don't think it's as big a deal. I think it's a a, a big different, big difference in the than the regular season. And I think I I I would actually be okay with the Rockets taking on Dallas in in the uh, the playoffs. I I don't think it'd be as close of a series. I think they match up well with the Clippers, but I think the Clippers. Like we're getting kind of a a blase Clippers. Like we're getting the we don't really care about the regular season clips right now, and uh, it's annoying as all hell. But beyond that, you know, I think they're gonna kick it up another notch when they get to the playoffs, and I think that's where it's gonna get challenging. But I do want that series. Like we talked about it in the post game uh, podcast that we did a couple weeks ago. Like it's gonna be a fun series. The animosity between the two teams. Like, I want to see that. I think the Lakers' size is too much for the, the Rockets. I think that becomes an issue. And then I just don't think they have the guys that can really defend LeBron. Like, if he really wants to get going, you know, Tucker's got to, you know, he's he's going to have to defend LeBron, and that's tough. Or, you know, if the Lakers go small and put AD at the five, that's Capella, you know, guarding uh, AD. Tucker on 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 LeBron it's a tough matchup. I don't think that's a a great deal for him. And he and you know, it's it's I just think it's a tough thing. I I I worry about them in that sense. But I think I'm with you. They can beat Denver and Utah. Like I would pick them to win those series. Um as of now unless something changes as we get closer to like the trade deadline. Um but you know, I think that's kind of the uh concern I have with them so far. But man, I can't wait to watch them play the Lakers. Oh my God, that's gonna be a fantastic show! Like the, the, I can't wait to come back to Staples, but not for the ice cream. You just want to come back to LA. You don't want to come back to state. Let's just be honest here. You just want to come back to LA. LA is my second home, baby. Oh, but, buddy, here we go. But 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 I think I think the beauty of this season, even though the ratings have been down a bit, is that when you look at the Rockets' potential matchups, each one would be a fascinating series. Like, if they play Denver, it would be a fascinating series because <clears throat> Denver is a brilliantly coached team and it would be, you know, a really X's and O's chess battle. If they play the Clippers, it would be a battle of L.A. because, you know, Harden and Russ and Kawhi and Paul George are all from L.A. And it would be a, a test of the supporting cast and who would step up, who would be the X factor and stuff like that. But the Lakers, obviously they haven't played them yet, but I just don't see it right now. I think AD is too much. Now, granted, Capilla has defended AD in the past pretty well, which has been one of the more surprising things I've seen uh, in the league. Like Capilla has defended AD really well. But I think the combination of him and LeBron at the same time, 
is a lot, and it explains why they're number one in the in the West right now. Um, how do you think? How do you think um, Mike would scheme? You know, do you think? I think that's kind of where the staggering comes into effect. But this year, the staggering isn't like the Chris Paul era where, you know, after about eight minutes, Paul will check out and come back in with like three minutes left. Now you're seeing Russ and Harden play together till about five, even four minutes left in the first quarter. So how do you think, do you think Mike would scheme anything differently in that series if they were to play the Lakers in the series? I think the the hard thing in that series is is trying to figure out what the Lakers could do. You know the 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 thing is for me, like I, I know I'd mentioned them going small, but if I'm the Lakers, if I'm Vogel, I just stay big because that means Capella can't guard AD. You know what I mean? Like he's got a, a who's going to guard Howard or, or McGee? If you're getting good minutes from those guys, like they have been so far this season, I stay big so that Capella's got to guard him. Tucker's got to go on AD, which is just by size, it's it's a tough matchup. And then you're in a tough situation because you got to figure out who's going to guard LeBron. Now, in terms of what D and Tony can do, I think that's one of those games you might want to think about pace and and let kind of Russ go because that's I don't know if the Lakers have a guy that can handle the explosion of Russ, you know. And and Danny Green's good, and and Avery Bradley's you know up and down, and they have KCP, but. Man, when Russ goes, like when he gets the rebound and goes, like that literally is a rocket. Like he's just flying up the field. Now, sometimes it's reckless. Sometimes it's scary. But I think it's one of those series where you just kind of got to turn to Russ and go on like, if you can harness it, if you can kind of control it and not be crazy reckless, I think we, we got a shot um, to really push the them. And, and, and in terms of defensive scheming, like that's a tough one, man. I don't know what you do. I mean. Hell, you might want to think about playing zone a little bit and 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 messing with it. I think you just got to mix up your coverages constantly with them. But I'm not sure if the team has that. I'm not sure if the the, the Rockets have that in them. Uh, you know, it's it's hard when you play that kind of thing where you're constantly uh, juggling things. I think Harden doesn't do, get enough credit for. He's a pretty good one on one defender with guys and 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 especially ball dominant guys. Like we've seen him do a good job against Kawhi and. And, and and Paul George and bump those guys because he's a, he's a lot stronger than people give him credit for, um, but I I I don't know if he can handle like guarding LeBron or anything like that. So it's a tough matchup, man. I'm not sure really what D'Antoni would be able to do. I know you're a sick guy anyway, so you you want a Clippers Lakers series anyway, so you don't have to go anywhere. But I I mean, but that's a conference finals. That's that's you know I I don't know. Like the way the matchups set up, stand out now, like you know, if if the playoffs were to end now, it's a Dallas Houston first round, and if Houston moves oh, on, man. that's what I'm saying. I, I, I might be the, one of the one of the few ones saying this, but I I, I don't know. I, I I think Houston would beat them, but I'm just saying that would not be an easy series at all. No, like, no, anyways. it won't be easy. It won't be easy. Like that, it would a little... be a grueling six games. It might go seven. Like if Dallas is a good team. Dallas is a good team, you know, and and it's 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 almost like the supporting cast kind of going back and forth because that's really what the difference is. Because you know, Luca's going to do his thing, James is going to do his thing. You know, it's 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 what do the other guys do? You know, and in, in, in that regard, but then the then you might get a Lakers Rockets second round, which is really what you want. 
because you just want to fly to LA, like you just established. It's your, it's your. I would love other a home. Dallas Clippers Lakers playoff run. I'd love that. You mean a Houston? I, you mean a Houston? I, I love Dallas, but the you, city. Oh, like the it. cities you get to hit. The cities nah, you. Sorry, Dallas, sorry, sorry. Dallas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas I, is I get a place, it. Dallas is a place where dreams go to die, but that's for another day. Oh, I Sasha, put a please put a note. I want that story later. Oh my, I want that story later. Oh my goodness, we're gonna put that one in there. I don't even know if it's good for public. I might have to just be in our group chat. Um, we talk about physical fitness a lot, but there's another side of the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness, folks. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. Really important, guys. I can't stress enough how important it is to get enough sleep at night. Meditation help clear your mind. It'll make things a lot easier. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. And Calm can help you train your body so you're able to sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash Brody. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash Brody. That's calm.com slash B-R-O-D-I-E. Make sure you sign up today, use the code, get the 40% off, guys, and start living a stress-free life. That's why we're in the new year, 2020. No more stress, more sleep. Go for it. But no, but, you know, back to more serious note, you know, Houston, wherever they end up in the Western Conference is going to be obviously by their own doing, but there are other things you can't control, like other teams' wins and stuff like that. But this new year, I think one of the resolutions has to be focus. You know, we're getting close to the all-star break, and we know that the Rockets turn up after the break, but they could do some turning up before in terms of Stop dropping games to the the lowly teams of the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. Like you're putting yourselves at a disadvantage late in a game where we saw last year they had to beat Oklahoma City and hope for a Denver loss. You know what I'm saying? To to get the two seed or stuff like that. Take care of business now, and you don't have to worry about all that stuff later. Kelly, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit because we're about to get into uh, New Year's resolutions for the Rockets. And that was my New Year's resolution there, Kelly, so I kind of hate you. That is well, literally, that is literally my, my, my thing for this Rockets team. Like, you know, you're a, you'd be a lot better team if you don't drop games against New Orleans. And I don't care that you don't have Harden. New Orleans is not that good. You should be able to beat them. And you, should, or, and you certainly shouldn't lose by 15 to them. You know, I don't, you know, you, you called it, by the way, them losing on Christmas Day. Right after the Clipper game, you're like, man, this team's going to, this is such a big win. This team's going to mess around and lose to the Warriors on Christmas Day. <laughs> like, you can't do that. Like, if you want to be legit contenders, you got to stack wins and you got to put wins in the bank. This is, this is, you know, let me put it to you this way. Milwaukee doesn't lose to crappy teams, right? Like, they beat the crap out of those guys and their guys and their players are able to get rest in those games because they're really crushing their opponents. You know, the Lakers are beating up on, on bad teams. Like that's something, those are wins 
that you got to just stack and put in the bank so that it matters for seeding so that you get out of that situation where, you know, you're, you're a three seed, you know, you're, you're, you're a four seed or a five seed, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're only a game away from being second in the West. You know, they're a half game out, excuse me, from being second in the West. But, you know, you keep losing these losses, man. Like you got to get, you got to get rid of that, man. Like that's my new year's resolution. You got to come correct for every game regardless of opponents. Like, that's my New Year's resolution for the Rockets. And that's the team as a whole. What do you got, Kelly? Uh, I think a clean bill of health. That would be a good way to put it. You know, every team is banged up at some point during the season. But I think there's a little bit of unfortunate... I don't know how to put the word. But it's a bit unfortunate on Houston's part just because they never quite seem to have their best guys available at the same time. And you're seeing teams like the Lakers and Milwaukee. Obviously, the Bucs had a Chris Milton injury early on. Uh, the Lakers have had some stuff too. AD in his shoulder, LeBron is growing. But I think the Rockets are a team that need to have their guys all together. If they want to. You know, first of all, climb their defensive ranking in the NBA. I think they're, what, 15th right now? 16th? Something like that. If you want to gel as a group, you know, before every other team kicks in, you need to have guys really available. I think if 2020 brought a clean bill of health for them, they would not say no to that. Yeah, so, and this kind of goes back to our discussion earlier. Um, I should have brought it up then, and it just didn't occur to me. but. Like for me, that requires load management that requires. And, and let me put it to you this way. Like, here's something I want you to think about. They played on Chris um, uh, on New Year's Eve. They play the Philadelphia 76ers on January 3rd, and then they don't have a game till the 8th. Like, I'm just saying, you know what? Like, that's a game where I look at it and I go like, you know what? I'm going to rest Harden. I'm going to give him a full week. We're only, he's only going to miss one game. And we're going to get a whole week off. And even if we take, and I know I just said, like, don't lose to crappy yeah. teams. <laughs> I get it. But it's like, but that's a, but that's a loss that I'll take and, 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 and be okay with. If that means I get the full health, if I can get hard and healthy for a week, if I can get him off his feet for a week, like that's, that's something I take. And the thing that's kind of important, and the reason why I'm okay with it in this instance too, Philadelphia is an Eastern conference team. So it's not going to affect tiebreakers in the west it's not going to affect season series or something like that like it's almost like strategically it would almost make sense to sit him this game and let him get that rest or 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 it's capella or whatever and and i'm not sure if Embiid's going to play he he missed the sixers last game with the with the sore knee so i don't know if he's going to be healthy for this game but you know they still have horford and, and a ton of size but that's an idea there that I think like that's a pocket in the schedule where you can steal rest for Harden, you know, and, and, and I know it kind of goes exactly against what I had said about taking every game serious, but it's the games against like, don't go lose to the Hawks on the eighth. Like, 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 come on. Like, that's a team that should be a 30 point win. That should be a game where Harden's not playing in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, well. If you do go back to the Chris Paul days, the reason why 
that kind of situation would have been easier then is because Chris Paul was so good with the second unit. You know, um, while there have been some bright spots with Russ and the second unit, they haven't gotten to that point yet. And obviously, it'll take some more time to do that. And I think had, had it gone like excellent up until this point, I think the Rockets would have been okay with having him sit out of game and especially a, a big game, a national TV game. Um, I think they would have been more comfortable with that had Russ looked, you know, excellent with the second unit, but it's still a work in progress. So I think that it'll be a bit hesitant on Houston's side to, you know, just go full gung-ho and say, okay, sit out, Russ and and the other guys will take care of business. So I think before that happens, I don't think you ever see Harden just sit out a game for Russ. But I I think for Russ, it's easier to have, have him sit because he is coming off of knee surgery, and, and Harden hasn't had any kind of operation like that in his career. So I think that's kind of one of the reasons why the Rockets don't usually rest him and because he doesn't want to sit at all. So if Harden doesn't want to sit, he's not going to sit. I get that, but it's also like this is this is one of those things going forward. And that's also yeah, why it's sure. important. That's why it's sure. important not to lose to the Pelicans, to the Warriors, for so sure. that you can have opportunities where you can say, like, we can give up a game here. Yeah. You know, because, you know, it's 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 not going to hurt us that much. Like, it's a smart thing. And I just because I'm with you, I want uh, listen, I want every team going into the playoffs healthy, you know, and nobody ever goes in 100 percent. Right. After an 82 game season, we're we're struggling here. So um, but, but we're going to have a whole lot of time to talk about that in the rest of 2020. Kelly, before we go real quickly, you got a New Year's resolution. Yeah, yeah, for myself, I want um, I want to develop my uh, my brand more. Just develop myself, uh, try things I haven't done before, step out of my comfort zone, and 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 see what see what happens. Oh, and get and get more players on the pod. I I was talking to some of the guys uh, in the locker room, and they they asked me how come I haven't brought them on. Like, no, that's that's a question I ask you all the time. But uh, <laughs> like, uh, I was talking to Thabo. Thabo wants to come on. <clears throat> Thabo wants to come on. Uh, Dan House wants to come on. I we got to get, I, get, I get all the guys on. Good, yeah, I want to just have a a locker room round table. <laughs> oh, that'd be a fun one, Kelly. That'd be a fun one. But I just also want to point out, I want to w- improve my brand. Is the most millennial. New Year's resolution there could possibly be. Got to own them. I'm a millennial. You you do you, dog. You do you. Sasha, do you got a do you got a New Year's resolution? Uh, I have many, but <laughs> give us your give top us your top two because if you have many, uh, I mean it's not super original, but I want to read more books. I feel like I read like so many books before college really and then i kind of stopped doing that so i want to get back on that i also want i'm gonna just like see a bunch of movies i started doing that already but i just want to continue that i guess i just want to continue expand my uh my culture okay so you want to you want to improve your culture kelly wants to improve his yeah you want to expand it kelly wants to improve his brand and get out of his comfort zone 
My resolution is it's not so much I want to get in shape. I just want to eat a little bit I better. I feel that. Not a whole lot better. I just need to do a better job of eating. Just just if I got 20% better in, in the stuff I put in my body, I feel like I'd feel much better and I wouldn't be sick mm, on almost mm-hmm. every other pod. But that's it, guys. Thank you. Welcome into 2020. I hope you rock with us the rest of the season. It's going to be a fun one. We're going to roll into this stuff. It's going to be great. But for Kelly Eco, for Sasha Shell, for Mo Dekeel, we out. <laughs>